I'm going in. Fuck you, Sean Spears. Brandy, Brandy, Brandy. Sean Spears, you're just a jobber. No matter what. Brandy, Brandy, Brandy. Get the fuck out of the company. You twat. Brandy, Brandy, Brandy. Yeah. That was beautiful. Holy shit, dude. That was fuck. That was just fucking amazing. Y'all just wait till you hear more about Sean Spears. We'll get there when we get there. Yeah, we will get there when we get there. I remember, I think it was Gabriel Glazer said that shit when he was referred to Hawaii. We talked about uh, luau's and shit. He talked about you had a right luau when it's a Hawaiian dude with a Hawaiian accent. We get there when we get there. Hawaiian time. It's fucking beautiful. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, all you dorks and mother flowers out there. Um... This is your AEW Double or Nothing 2020 pay-per-view, in the words of WJ back in the day, review. Oh, yeah. Good old days. The good old days. See, we're going back to the good old days. See, when we talk, when we have all of us here, it's the good old days, if you will. It is, as we speak, after this recording, it is, it is Sunday. It is Sunday, May 24th, 2020. Double or Nothing ended literally a couple minutes ago. And I want to say thank you to all of you for tuning in tonight live here on this live edition of Around the Point. As always, it's me, it's Steve, and as you can tell, you heard earlier from the beautiful music from one uh, Chase. We have Chase in the house, all the way from California, rocking the 5-4. What up, what it do, baby? Repping the 5-4. I want to say, Chase, I thought what you did today was amazing. Um, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think, don't, we, don't, we don't need to promote that, man. It's, it's, all, it's, all about, it's all about being generous to the community, yeah, uh, the exactly, wrestling community and exactly. stuff like that. Like, I don't, I don't need no, like, I don't need, like, the only reason why I deleted the tweet was just because of I don't want people afterwards being like, oh, can I enter? And it, like, because, like, that's a tweet that if I would have tweeted it later, it probably would have gotten a better reaction, in my personal opinion. I think I think the reason why I got the reaction that it did was just because I tweeted it at, like, 7 in the morning my time. Like, it was just something I woke up and I said, hey, you know, I want to give someone the AEW pay-per-view. And I just felt like it was, like, way too early. And then also, too, like, it was, a, it was crazy on Twitter today, you know, with people um, debating about the whole um, – incident that happened uh I, i'm sorry if i'm drawing a blank on her name i just totally forgot but the Anna, young lady Anna Kimura. Anna Kimura. Oh, no, the, the, the young lady wrestler who uh unfortunately passed away um because of cyberbullying and stuff there was a lot of uh yeah there was a lot of uh arguing with that one i do apologize i just don't have her name right up in front of me right off the bat so there was a lot of people arguing about that um, and then there was just a bunch of other stuff going on on Twitter. So I just felt like it kind of like, you know, it was like a kind of sober, sober, uh, somber day on Twitter. But, you know, I, I wanted to give a smile. The guy was really happy, too. Uh, he was from Canada. So that was the, that, that was like a kind of a blessing that the dude was from Canada because I saved like a few bucks, I guess, giving him a $50 Canadian because I guess that's like only like $44 I had to give him an American and stuff but yeah he was happy he was excited he, he said that his family was going to watch the show and stuff and even if they didn't order the show and they just used the money for their own purposes that's fine by me man i mean it was just a random thing like i had extra to you know share and get give love to and stuff like that like steven if you would have won man you would have had uh 50 for the 
AEW gift store, man. What would you have bought on the AEW shop? Honestly, dude, believe it or well, not. Well, I think it's a actually, I think it's a pro wrestling uh, tease. Well, uh, gift card. Tees, uh, to my understanding, PWTs are having their own Memorial Day sale. And I think also AEW is doing their own separate thing as well. No, I'm saying like the gift card. I think the gift card is also a Pro Wrestling Tees gift card. Uh, it's not just an AEW. Honestly, I, I don't know, to be honest. I, I think, I go honestly, not, not, well, now, honestly, okay, you put me on the spot. Now, finally kicked in. Holy shit. Um, I'll probably have bought the Owen Hart t-shirts. Owen Hart's, okay. I think That's good. That's Owen, good. That's Owen a good pickup. I think, honestly, the Owen Hart's, I'll probably buy like a Macho Man shirt. I don't know. See, yeah. I feel like, and again, it's funny because I was gonna when I was in Chicago like a while back, like two years ago, I think it was. I was gonna go to the store. I was this close of being in that store, and it never really went down because the scheduling and shit. I would have felt like a kid in a candy store almost. You know what I mean? But I probably would have gotten the Owen shirt, both of them, and stuff like that. But that's no okay. that's no here or there. Okay. And as you can tell, we're also here joined by the man with the golden charm. All the way in Detroit, Detroit versus everybody. The one, the only Big Mike from Big Mike Wrestling Recap Show. Big Mike, what it up, bro? How you been? Yo, yo, what's going on, fellas? Chilling, man, chilling. Again, we just got out of a long AEW pay-per-view, as expected. Uh, they need to tighten this up. This is a, one of my complaints on this show. Like, it started at 5. It's now... Uh, nine o'clock my time that's uh and it ended at 8 45 that's you could have tightened this up like honestly they could have tightened this up that's one of my major complaints about this show my minor complaints i should say not major if i agree with that 100 listen we give praise we give praise for wwe during this whole pandemic yes what's going on is, is it sucks right now absolutely but one thing that they've been able to accomplish is the length of their shows when it comes to pay-per-views. And I feel like AEW, for me overall, for me overall, listen, I know I get labeled and I know all of us in, in a way too, oh, we're haters of AEW, this and that. But at the end of the day, I purchased the pay-per-view. You know what I mean? I purchased it with my, with my own money, this and that. But that's besides the point. That's besides the fucking point. Okay? I thought overall the show was for me at least was just an okay show an okay show um just imagine if this was in vegas and this is what they would have given you mm. this would have been them at their best in vegas right yeah if this was in vegas i mean the crowd would be much, would be helpful because like i felt certain acts like really needed the crowd but um, other than that, yeah, if this was in Vegas, I would have to say that this card was kind of a disappointment, to be honest. Like, from that standpoint, you know, like, it, like the certain matches, like the last three matches really carry this show. And that's the only reason why this show doesn't go down as, like, eh, like, bad or anything like that. It's just, like, the last three matches were all pretty, like, the world title match, well, Steven has a different opinion on the world title match. We'll get there soon. But, you know, the world title match was there, but not too bad. And, you know, the women's match, it was probably the match of the night, minus the, you know, stadium stampede match, which was just hella fun. Oh, so, say that again? The women's match? Yeah, I liked it. It was really good. Nyla, what, Nyla and... Uh, Shida. Uh, Shida. Uh, Hikaru. Yeah, Shida. No, no, we're not talking about that that botch fest between uh, Statlander Baker. and uh, Penelope Ford, dude. Ford, <laughs> no, we ain't talking about that. I got you on that one, yeah. 100%. 
excuse me, a tactical sip of my drink. Um, so overall, again, for me, I thought it was solid. Okay, at best, honestly. A solid okay. Even though throughout the show, I had sushi, if you will. Had a drink. Gatorade and, uh, and Ciroc, but that's beside the point. Mike, what about you, bro? Your thoughts overall on the show? Um, the show was, yeah, I have to agree with y'all. It was solid to okay. Um, the main event, well, the the stadium stampede was gr- uh, really good. Uh, very mind-boggling and hard to process, but it was pretty good. Very entertaining. Um, but everything else to me, I felt like was pretty boring. You know, from the from the ladder match uh, to get the uh, poker chip for the uh, number one contendership for the world title, that was a, and then leading into the world title match, that was all right. So it was like, yeah, it was okay night. Fair enough, yes. Uh, and you guys again in the chat, let us know your thoughts, if you will, on the show. What did you like? What did you not like? What you thought could have been better? And honestly, at the same time. Your thoughts overall on the TNT uh, championship that was revealed today? Oh, Steven, it wasn't finished. I know I'll tell that. you. I know that. I know that. It wasn't Still. finished. But first impression. Again, they put it out there. They presented it the belt. It wasn't finished. I know that, Chase. But God damn it, they presented the belt. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they presented uh, the championship. They presented an incomplete championship. I mean, Cody that- said it best. You got a living legend out there. I mean... I feel bad for the guy. He's standing out there holding shirt, the belt with a shirt it off. Says, it, it says T, it says TNT on it. Like, it just, I don't care if it was not ready or not. Like, this was that was just terrible, man. That was just a terrible, terrible, terrible design belt. Like, like here's the thing. You look at the AEW Championship, glorious. You look at the AEW Tag Titles. It looks like the TNA Tag Titles, those square Tag Titles. They look good. The women's title looks beautiful. Then you get to this, and it's like, what is this? Like, this, this isn't like, like not even TNA would show off this belt. Like TNA would have been like, nope, and throwing away, man. Like this is something it, it, it that Buzz. Like, so- this is something that Buzz created. Remember in WWE 2K19 when your character, uh, had, Buzz created a fake belt. So Buzz created this belt. So in case you're wondering, I have the image right here. I'm going to pop it up here in the screen share, if you will. I have it here. I have it here. I know, but still, I want to put it in the chat because why the fuck not, right? There you go. There you go, guys. There's That's the, that's the TNT Championship. I look at this. It looks like a champion that, that a coffee would probably crown or make, what have you. Um, It looks like an indie, an indie title. <laughs> Um, listen, for all the shit that WWE gets for the 24-7 championship, holy crap, this is like... Ugh. It's the fruit roll-up 2.0. I'll say this. This, like looks, the, this looks like the prototype for the TNA Legends title, man. Like, like when Booker T thought of it, then this is what it looked like. I like the side plates. It's a how it, it looks like the fucking clock tower from Back to the Future. <laughs> It does. That's what it looks it does. like. It really does. A clock tower, it looks like. Um, um, I, again, this is an incomplete version. This is what they put out there tonight. Just keep that in mind. So likely, just likely, you know, in due, in due time, 
they complete this championship. I, I do. I believe I know who made this belt. I could be wrong on this. Um, I want to believe that Paul Martin made the belt from Paul Martin belts. He has a YouTube channel. Um, go check him out. Um, also on his page on Instagram, he does make he does make belts and all that stuff. It this, it looks like because they did show a picture of the belt, like just completely all straightened out, and the like the signature on the belt. It looks like it was one of his stuff or the stamp, if you will, right? So it looked like his belt. But other than that, I look forward to seeing how this looks completed. But overall, um, I don't know right now. I'm just right now like okay. You had all this time. Can you imagine? Like, can, you, can you imagine if this was in Vegas and they would present oh, this God. title? Dude, this would get ribbed harder than the Universal title. Remember when the Universal title first got debuted and everyone was chanting during the Balor and Rollins match, this belt sucks, this belt sucks. Like, that's what this that's what this belt would get chanted at, man. Like, people would be, like, booing that thing, man. Exactly, bro. I remember I was there, bro. People were chanting this. Bell sucks. This this bell sucks. This title sucks. But but but, but I I don't think though like because then they say the reason why I wasn't finished because of COVID like because yeah. COVID like stopped the production so oh, maybe wow. it'll look a lot better. We'll we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, this this was like like couldn't they have just said like hey the actual belt's not finished like we'll just give you like like a trophy or something for the time being like they could have made a quick little trophy. You gotta understand too though, and this is what I said leading up to the show. You needed it's that way people will tune into the show. So fuck it. Let's have Mike Tyson, who's again video went viral, throwing the mitts, right? He's saying that I'm back, right? And his rumor fight of him in Holyfield. Hell, I'm even I'm even hearing him at Tito Ortiz. I'm even hearing fucking Mike Tyson and Shannon Briggs, depending what, what you're hearing, right? So because of this, AEW sees the moment. Hey, let's have Mike Tyson. Who is an AW fan? Even though he was yawning, they caught a gif of him. They caught a gif of him yawning <laughs> during the match, right? <laughs> that, that, that's a great gift, though. I can use that gift for anything now, man. Like, oh. thank God for Mike Tyson yawning, yes. dude. That shit, like, th- this happens a lot. It's like wrestling when they try to like get to the right moment, they always seem to fuck up, and they got Mike Tyson at the wrong time. Mike Tyson during Cody and Archer. The real MVP. <laughs> he he cared, like honestly, Mike Tyson. Uh, I was more interested in Mike Tyson in that match than I really was with Cody and Archer. I felt Cody and Archer, you know, they just went out there and they did a brawl, and it was there. It was okay, but it was nothing. Where like it didn't. I don't know. I feel like Cody. He doesn't work really good with big wrestlers. In my personal opinion, I know everyone's gonna disagree. I know everyone loves Cody, you know, baby Triple H. They all love him. Oh, He's great. You, you he, brought it, he brought us this alternative of professional wrestling. So praise D Cody. But um but like from I'm sorry, so for me, but for me, it's like he works better with wrestlers that, you know, are good wrestlers, like Kenny Omega and stuff like that, where where Cody can feed off their their moves and stuff. When he works with big guys, he wrestles too slow, man. And then he gets and then he gets the Randy Orton Itis. Where he wrestles just like Orton, but he's not as entertaining or charismatic as Orton. So, yeah, it was okay. It was there. Like, it yes, was fine. Absolutely. Um, I forgot the fuck. I forgot what the fuck I was gonna say. I totally forgot. Anyway, anyway, guys, you know what? Let's get into the 
let's get into the review. Let's get into the review. All right. I have the, the results right here, if you will. All right. If you guys, again, give us your thoughts in the chat about the matches, what your favorite match, and all that stuff. And we'll read your chat. We'll read your comments in the live chat in momentarily. All right. Thank you all that are in the chat right now. We have Metal Skull. We have Chief. We have the Big Mirror Podcast. Uh, you guys are kicking out. We also got Chase also moderating the chat and Big Mike as well. So you guys are fucking awesome. Anyway, here we go. We got the result. There have been nine matches, by the way. Nine matches. And for whatever reason, they have this, this notion to make every match feel like a fucking main event. But that's pure AEW, right? Anyway, the first match on, the, we got the buy-in. Now, keep this in mind. When I purchased the pay-per-view, it said start time at 7 p.m. On Verizon, because I gotta have Verizon files, right? So when I bought it, it's at 7 p.m. So I thought, okay, 7 p.m. This show is starting. What have you, right? I got my sushi ready to go. I'm turning on see the the kickoff show on YouTube. It apparently was loading still, and it was six something. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Apparently, during that time though, during that time they were showing uh some of the rehearsals that were going on. <laughs> they were showing uh Moxley and uh. Brody Lee's, uh, Luke Harper's rehearsal, uh, rehearsal for their match. Yes. So there was that. Uh, but we, but the whole thing kicked off at seven thirty. One match: best friend Chuck Taylor and Trent versus private party of Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn. That honestly, just a regular tag team match. Nothing really crazy. Apparently, the winner of this match was going to be the number one contender to face Kenny Omega and Adam Hangman Page somewhere down the road. Um, but again, just your typical tag team match. Both teams got some near falls here. All right. When it was all said and done, though, the best friends got the win with their, um, I think their, their move is, um, shock zero. I think that's what it's called. Shock zero. Did you kind of get the idea? Uh, yeah. That's the name. Of, again, and at the same time, I said to my predictions that, you know, hey, they've been active throughout this pandemic. They've been active in AEW. Why would we give private party who again are talented in their own right? Why would we give them a win when they haven't even been around? Right? But yet but but yeah, best friends have been busting their ass on television these past couple of weeks. So there's that. That's my take on it, right? Chase, what about you, bro? Your thoughts overall on the uh buy-in match with private party and the best friends? It was all right. I mean, it was like any X Division TNA match I've seen in my lifetime. Uh bunch of like like private party's good. But they're just sloppy. Like, they're really, really sloppy. Like, it's so choreographed. Like, I don't mind when you want to do cool moves and stuff like that. That's fine. But at least make it look fluid. Like, this just looked choppy. Tremperetta looked like he was trying to understand what Private Party wanted to do. The only cool spot Private Party did was the G9 for Shad Gaspard. But other than that, man, it, like, the Private Party, they reminded me of, like, that street baller that you see comes in with all the gear and everything like that. And he does all these dribble moves like he's Kyrie Irving. And then it's just like, okay, dog, we get it. You can fucking dribble the ball. Can you do anything else? And they don't really know how to do anything else but dribble the ball. They can't even shoot the fucking ball. Uh, that's how proud of the party felt with it, man. So um, for me personally, man, it was just it was just there. It was an X Division ma match that you would see on TNA back in 2005. Good for the best friends. Like you said, they've been active. They've been uh, one of the... Better things on AEW, I would say, for quite for like the few for the weeks that these shows have been going on, you know. So I give them props for what they're doing. They definitely should be, you know, awarded for their hard work and efforts that they've been putting on. Sort of like how Ostica 
and Otis were awarded into other company for their hard works. I feel like best friends should be awarded and they are awarded for their hard work. So good for them. I didn't think this match no needed to be like 20 fucking minutes. Like, come on, man. Like tighten this shit up, man. Like not every match needs to be some epic tale where they're going to slay some fucking dragons. Just, just make a match simple for me, man. Just make a match simple. That's all I ask for, man. Fair enough. Fair enough. Big Mike, what about you, man? Your thoughts overall on um, private party and the best friends. In the buy-in, I to- I totally agree with Chase. You know, tighten it up. You really don't need you know a spectacular you know long main event X match for a pre-show uh, match. But you know, yeah, good job on best friends because they've been on TV the most, and private party and private party hasn't. And that's pretty much all that matters at this point. You know, it's just build up um, build up best friends and see how far they can go in the tag division. Fair enough. And with this win, like I mentioned earlier, with this win, Trent Beretta and Chucky e. T, they go on to face Kenny Omega and Adam Hangman Page somewhere in the future. When will that be? I don't know. Likely probably be a Dynamite on television this Wednesday. We'll have to wait and see how that Yeah, happens. probably this Wednesday or like next Wednesday. And, uh, and Amir in the chat also said they're sloppy. They're sloppy as as a motherfucker. Private party. And I mean, yeah, they kind of disagree here. They kind of. I mean, they're there. I mean, here's the thing about it, right? To me, their gear is a shit. Their their yeah. gear is, is a shit. I'm sorry, bro. I, if, if, I get it that they're trying to be partyish, but I don't know, man. Like, like there's a there's a line where like it, it's good entrance gear. Don't get me wrong. Like it's good entrance gear. Like I, if I see it, I'm like, oh, they look cool. But then when they're in the ring, I'm like, wait, they're fucking wearing that? Like, I'm like, no, just take that shit off. Exactly, dude. Exactly. Like, if anything, dude, hey, listen, man, th- that worked on the indies, fine, what have you, right? In House of Glory, it worked. Don't get me the fuck wrong. I was there. However, now you're in the big times. Supposedly, you're in the big league. You know, it's the big times, you know? Switch it up a little bit. Switch it up. Just saying. Okay, anyway, let's move on here. We got the, um, we have we, the main card. We kick off things per Jim Ross during the buy-in at the end. He said, we're going to start the show off with the ladder match. The casino ladder match for a future AW World Championship. And basically, this is their take on Money in the Bank, right? Where it starts off with two people, and every two minutes, another <laughs> another talent comes in. This was the demon spawn of Money in the Bank and King of the Mountain, dog. Like, couldn't we just, like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, why did we need this match, man? Like, like, like this. Why did we need this gimmick? Like, the gimmick was just so stupid. Like, I, I like, here's the thing. If anyone likes this match, awesome. I'm glad you all liked it and you had fun. For me, this match went down because the gimmick killed it. Like, don't have this gimmick like what's the point of having these wrestlers come out and then you can win at any time like why do you have to add the fact that the wrestlers have to win they can win at any time why couldn't you just say like oh no like if you start at number one you're kind of fucked because you're going through this long ass ladder match and stuff like that but no instead they decided to do it with this goopy gimmick and it this is like vince russo on steroids man like russo probably loved this match like he was like oh it's so genius and stuff i mean there's stuff that I liked, there's stuff I didn't like, but man, dude, like, what a terrible idea, man. Like, a Royal Rumble ladder match. No, no one asked for this, man. Fair enough. To me, again, listen, I thought overall, you know, the rules were weird. Yes, I agree with uh, Big Mirror here. Uh, the rules were weird, right? 
Um, I thought overall, there are moments in the match where I thought it was funny for what it was worth. But I said this on Twitter, at Kill Steven, by the way. If for every botch in this match, take a fucking shot. Because this match was full of botches. Just got to say it like it is. Yeah. Um, like Darby Allen, man. Does Darby Allen really hate his life, man? Why did he do it? Like, know. his that, spots that he that did spot, were, dude, were, were insane, board. dude. Like, with the skateboard uh. from top. And again, I, I, I wonder sometimes, and again, I, I know a lot of the shit go through Tony Khan. I know Tony Khan, from what I've been hearing, right? From what I, I'm sure we all hear this, right? Tony Khan approves a lot of the stuff. No, Tony Tony Khan's the final say. He's the Vince. Yeah, he, he's the H I N C and AEW. Like pretty much, if like shit goes him. goes true, you know it's a Tony Khan decision. Like, like that's it. But he's like you can't blame you can't blame anyone else but Tony Khan. But he's he, he's literally transparent about this. He literally says he makes the final say. He says that in his post uh post interviews. Like so, we can't blame anyone else. Yeah, but he's like he's like he, um he's like fucking. Beta Vince almost in a way with these approvals and shit. To me, again, like there's spots like that. Just no, no, a skateboard and he fucking missed it. You know what it reminded me of, dude? And again, you might think this is like what random as shit. It's fine. It brought me back to an episode of Rocket Power from many years ago. Remember that show back in the day, Rocket Power? Yeah, Steven, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty old, dude. I'm just making I, sure. I remember that show. I'm making sure. I'm making sure. Can you be surprised? What? The episode where Otto fucking busted his ass and he got hurt. Right, and he like fucked up his leg and shit. And he he still tried to go at it, like play hockey, or whatever. And he couldn't play, but he insisted in playing and shit. That's what they reminded me of. Like he fucks up his leg, whatever. Right, but yeah, he's still out there wrestling and shit. In this case, Darby Allen. I'm pretty sure Jim Cornette, Uncle Jim, is gonna fucking go off on this match. I'm looking forward <laughs> to it. I really, really do. It's for all the shit that Jim Cornette gets, which is again, it's fucked up. All the, all the stuff that he said. But from time to time, we look forward to his comments. But that's besides the point. That's besides the fucking point. Okay. I agree. Yes, this should have not had the gimmick of, hey, every two minutes, a guy comes in. Just have everyone in one match. Uh, it started off with Kazarian and Scorpio Sky, followed by Kip Sabian, who was accompanied by uh, Jimmy Havoc, who wasn't even in the fucking match. Took a fuck, uh, yeah. Jimmy Havoc took a botch, a Hurricane Rana botch during the match. I don't know if you guys caught that or not. Terrible, bro. It was terrible. Um, there, there, there's a lot of horrible botches in this match, man. Like, exactly. Like Kazarian and Luchasaurus. Oh, my goodness. What was that? Like, Jesus, man. Like, like, uh, like, honestly, you know who's the most, besides Brian Cage, you know who was the most impressive was Joey Janela. Thank I was you. like, wow, Th- this you. is like, this is the Joey Janela. I remember people were telling me, Chase, you need to watch Joey Janela. He's fucking awesome. And I'll be like, all right, I'll watch him one day, man. And then I watch him I'm like, oh, yeah, he's actually pretty solid. Then he came to AEW and it was like the monsters took away his talent where he just where he just sucked all of a sudden. Where I was like, wait, what happened to Joey Janela? Like, I thought he was good. Like, I remember I saw some matches. and He was pretty good. This match, he comes in, he does like a helo, then he does like a bunch of other stuff. He does a tornado DDT, and I'm like, oh wow, Joey Janela, he's actually uh, he's not that bad. <laughs> like this was like the best match I've seen from Joey Janela. Better than the Moxley match everyone loved. Better than that Kenny Omega match and stuff. This was the best one. I was like, wow, he actually looks crisp in this match, dude. Like he does, yeah. He looked really good. And he was a replacement. He was an alternate for Phoenix. 
who did a stupid spot on Dynamite this past Wednesday. Yeah, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? We don't need to talk about that. We don't talk about that. But hey, it, it happened. So it was like, hey, you know, a lot of AEW, and the toxic fans want to ignore it, put the blind eye, right? But we don't do that here. But again, overall, about this, you know, the big surprise was Brian Cage. He was the ninth guy. The ninth guy was Brian Cage, um, accompanied by Taz. Apparently, Taz is now managing him. And you know, it's funny because there were talks that he was going to go to AEW a while ago. Oh, this was like after he lost to Tessa Blanchard. That was like the number one thing. Like it was after those impact tapings. Oh, Brian Cage is going to AEW. And then uh, Melissa Santos was like, no, he's not. You don't know shit. And it was like, oh, I guess he's not going. I thought I thought for sure he was going to AEW because nothing from the WWE track. Like, here's the thing. WWE, they don't like signing big guys in bunches. Like they signed Killer Cross. That was it. Like they're good. They're, they would wait on Cage. Cage seemed like he was either going to go back to Impact or go to AEW, but he already did enough in Impact. What was else he was going to do? He obviously wasn't in favor of booking over there because they rather push Tessa Blanchard and uh, freaking gas station burrito boy over him. So, hey man, you got you got to go. You got to go with uh, a place where you will have big opportunities and you will stand out more for sure. Yeah, reading the comments here, by the way, guys, um, we have here. Middle school, I thought double or nothing was for me, me for me too. My favorite match would be Moxie versus Brody. Um, we have here as well a big mirror. The rules were weird, but the match was fire. Darby Allen doesn't give a fuck about his knees. Uh, he Chief right Dude, here. that guy, that guy's a skateboarder at heart, man. These yeah. skateboarders don't give a fuck when yeah. they fall, man. Uh, Chief writes here. Darby Allen had a, a spot had me cringing. Uh, Janella Corner from Big Mirror. Hey man, from a, as far me being a Jersey guy, my that's my dude. Yeah, um, middle school Darby is, is great talent. I like the kid. Yeah, he's a good talent. I'm not gonna deny that he's a good talent. Um, but again, some of the spots just. Ugh. Um, I, I but one thing I will, one thing I did like though. I think we can all agree. Um, the exchange the exchange between Luchasaurus and Brian Cage. Oh. That was that was just beautiful, dog. Like I was just like, this is what I need in my life. Give me a Luchasaurus and Cage match. I'm good with it, man. Everything else doesn't matter in this world. But well, what were you guys' thoughts with um, Orange Cassidy in this match, man? Because I really felt without the crowd, it did not translate well. Yeah. And keep in mind, I've I've watched Dynamite, but like a lot of the stuff I'm watching is mostly Inner Circle and Elite stuff because that's the that's the feud that has got me going and stuff like that. Like I watched the Road to and I caught up on past episodes before this one to get into the other feuds. But the feud I was caring about the most was the inner circle and the lead. But, like, like Orange Cassidy, has he just not translated well since there's no fans, at least from, like, a weekly perspective? Because, honestly, they haven't been using him as much. But in this match, I don't know. I just felt like his stick did not stand out like it would normally would with the crowd freaking out every time he does, like, those fake little kicks or dodges everything or reacts to any move that he does because – like he, I don't know. He just felt like a fish out of water in this match, man. Like at one point, I, I, I did predict him. I did predict Cage too in my predictions, but I did predict you know him to win because I was just like, hey, screw it, you know, just give it to Orange Cassidy. He's over. It's kind of like Otis, and it doesn't matter if they give it to him anyways. At least people care about him because he does like he does the fake little moves. Like a lot of my casual friends love Orange Cassidy because. He he he's just goopy. Like they just they just enjoy that about him, and there's nothing wrong with that. But like, what were your guys' thoughts? You know, with Orange Cassidy, because I'm curious to see what you guys think about him 
and stuff like if he's translating well at all. Um, Mike, you go so, first. Oh, Steven, yeah. by the way, the title of your video, you're missing an N in there. It's nothing in the... In the, in the uh, <laughs> well, well, I'll edit that right now. Yeah, you you better, man. No, I was like, well, how come no one's coming in? And obviously, because Steven, even with his glasses, can't spell. <laughs> oh, bro, about the glasses today, dude. I had an issue with him today, too. I had issues with him. He broke yeah, off. So I had to get my, I had to get my new, I had to use my old ones today and shit. I'll fix it right now. It happens, guys. Nothing. 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 Yeah, but on the Orange Cassidy stuff, so I felt like he was just a little bit overbearing to watch because, you know, the gimmick was it needs a large crowd for people to get into it. Now, I was one of those guys that were like, uh, I'm not really with Orange Cassidy, even with the crowds, because, you know, it was like, quote unquote, ruined wrestling. But these last few episodes of Dynamite, I've really been getting into his matches, especially the last match he had uh, this past Wednesday. But in this match, he was like the nuisance. It was like, get out of here. Like, I don't want you in here. I'm like, please don't. <laughs> please don't pop up on my screen again. I, honestly, I was super surprised more people weren't upset when he was about to to win or something like that. Like, like, like that were upset because, like, I always feel like Orange Cassidy's that one guy. AEW fans like they kind of like get together, they actually love, and it's like, oh, okay, cool. But then afterwards, it was like people were actually upset that he might win the match, and I was like, what is wrong with you people? Are you guys like the uh, I don't know? But they he me, didn't win. Like, he didn't me, win. So they to me right. I agree, yes. You know, it's his shtick, but he does with the fake kicks and uh, the thumb up and people losing their shit over him, right? It works with a crowd. Without a crowd, it's like, what the fuck is this guy even doing, right? Like, the whole thing where he gets in the ring and it's like, how do I, what's the rules to this match? He goes to Tony Schiavone and Jim Ross, what's the rules to the match, right? That react the, the crowd was there. Oh my god, they would they would have laughed at it. Like they would have lost their shit over it because it's funny, right? And he's just trying to jump to the fucking chip that's the top of the fucking ring. Yeah, that would that would have gotten a pop. Yeah, for yes. sure. You know what I mean? But this without a crowd, it's like again, a lot of these guys, not just in AEW, but even in like NXT, are exposed because they're missing a crowd. Like look at NXT. Look at oh, Velveteen yeah, Dream. Look at Velveteen Dream. Oh, dude, did you the the abortion that was Cole versus Dream, dude? Their their forty minute classic that only went for nine. <laughs> like, <geez>. yes, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? If I had a crowd, dude, just killed it. But that's just besides the point, okay? That is besides the point. Uh, Brian Cage ended up getting the win. To my surprise, because to me, my wild card was was actually Orange Cassidy. But I had Darby Allen in this match. And I was- uh, I had, Darby Allen is literally like, like everyone tells me every week, Darby Allen's such a fucking star. And I'm like, what the fuck are you all talking about star? Dude always loses. Dude, that's part of his gimmick. That's part of his love of the character. And I'm like, I, I ain't going to. Like, if there's an argument that I know not to cross, it's it's with sometimes with these AEW fans. This ain't it. I ain't gonna deal with this Darby Allen nah, uh, uh, exaggerations it's you like, guys live in. It's like Psycho EY, Chase. Like Psycho EY. Oh, it's like Psycho EY. Yeah, no, it is like Eric Young. It, it literally <laughs> is. It's like that, man. 
Like, like he's not bad. Like, I'm not going to say Darby Allen sucks or anything like that. He's good. He's a good talent. I just think that, like, every time he loses, everyone's like, he's just so fucking over. He's such a star. And I'm like, okay, first of all, one, I look at it, at the ratings. He's obviously not translating towards the ratings. Two, most of my friends, when I show them AEW, they're not like, hey, can you can you show me that Darby Allen kid? No, they're asking me to show them uh, Orange Cassidy. They love that guy. That's the guy they love from AEW. They don't really love anyone else but Orange Cassidy. So yeah. Darby Allen, you know, yeah. So I don't know. I'm just tired of, of, of reading that Darby Allen's so fucking over and he's some mega star. He's Sting. He's Jeff Hardy. Like, no, he he's not he's a Darby guy, Allen. Man. Yeah, he's, he's just Darby, Darby Allen. Allen. Like, like Sting. Let's just sticks, sit there and leave it. Like Sting and Hardy have career. They have career. They have a personality to them. They have an aura to them, if you will. Let me, let me correct myself. They have an aura to them. That Darby doesn't really have yet, or will he ever have? We don't fucking know. But Brian Cage does get the win. Uh, backstage, Taz starts screaming that, oh, he's going to break everybody, this and that. And there you go with that. I think the pairing with Taz, honestly, does he need Taz? No, in my opinion. But, hey, it's something for Taz to do, I guess. Hey, being a manager. I think also, the, yeah. The problem, though, I, I love Brian Cage. He's not a good promo. <laughs> like, there's a reason why Impact Wrestling kept him backstage for a good minute to, and not talking. Like when they were like, I remember they were like, Brian Cage finally speaks tonight on Impact, and I was like, Oh, he's actually going to be in the fucking ring. And it was just a backstage segment where he's like, I'm Brian Cage, and I destroyed uh, what's it called, everyone, and stuff like that. Yeah. So there's that. Anyway, let's move on. Let's move on here. Um, but again, Brian Cage does get the win. Likely he'll have. A match with for the championship down the road, maybe at All Out, which they did announce today as well, September fifth. My only question is where? It's the only thing. Daily's place. Daily's place. place. Daily's place. Maybe Dana White will hook him up with the Apex. (laughs) Maybe you know what Fight Island, yeah. Which by the way, or Arizona, or Arizona, they can go to Arizona. Which by the way, you guys noticed in the crowd, you had Vicky Guerrero, you had Vitor Belfort. And dude, TR, dude, Vitor Belfort um, looked like he he ate every single TRT. Like, he took every drug professional wrestlers were using back there and took it, man. And also Dan Lambert. Dude, Dan Lambert had to be hiding Colby Covington somewhere. The king of chaos. I cannot wow. believe he did not make an appearance, dude. Bro. I was hoping Colby would be the knife guy. You know, he comes out trolling with the Kurt Angle music. He wins the belt. He goes, hey, Uncle Fester, I'm not coming back to the UFC. I'm going to become the AEW champion. And, um, you know, fuck Marty Fake Newsman and fuck Mark, Mark Not-So-Good-Goodard. And, like, I was hoping for that, man. But Me instead, too, nah, we, we got Cage. Me too. Yeah. I was hoping that. And again, this I, I I reminisce back to the days when Dan Lambert was in TNA and the whole uh, American. I reminisce the good old days, the good days, if you will. That, right? that was one of my favorite favorite. That was one of my favorite segments. Dan Lambert did. He's like, do you know what this belt is? This is the Florida Championship Wrestling belt. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat held it, but none of you fans know that. <laughs> Hilarious. Fucking hilarious, yeah. The good old days, guys. The, the good days. Go back. Go on GWN. I bet. Go on the fucking uh, Impact Plus and rewatch that if you want. Okay. Anyway, yeah, if you if you have Impact, if you have it, yeah, if you have it, we have we go <laughs> okay. from there. We go to MJF versus uh, Jungle Boy in a one on one match. Uh, the match went about seventeen minutes and twenty seconds. Which, by the way, the, the, the latter match was twenty eight minutes and thirty seconds. Right. This match was seventeen minutes and twenty seconds. I thought it was okay. 
for what it was worth. Uh, I just hated the fact that you put this right here after the after the ladder match. That's my only like knock. If you will, I mean to tell me this, like here's the thing, MJF, right? From for a lot of people, is oh my god, he's the best heel that this company has, right? This guy should be challenging for the world title down the road, right? If you will, he's the future of AEW. But you mean to tell me that he goes on before fucking he goes on first? But yet you have Chris Statlander and Penelope Ford going on later on the card. You mean to tell me that he goes on before fucking Sean Spears and fucking Dustin Rhodes? Oh God! What kind of bush? What, what kind of what kind of wolf take a shit is this? Dude, who knows? This this Girl. match, I, I I said it best. This match was like a graduation match. Like when you finish wrestling school, your coaches want to see, hey, let's see how long you can go, bud. And they make you do a graduation match and shit like that. This is what it was, man. It was like, like why? Like, why was this match so fucking long? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I was dozing off during this match, man. Like MJF, he's good. I'm not trying to lie. Jungle Boy, he's good. They're both good talents. I'm not going to sit here and, and say they're shitty. It was just like, what was the point? What was all the little shit for? Tighten it up. How come MJF can't be dominant? The guy literally just beat Cody. It's not like MJF just came off of beating up Mark. Okay, he did beat up Marco Stunt. But I'm talking about the last pay-per-view for most casuals that watch AEW. The last thing they know MJF did was beat up Cody. Cody. Clean. And, 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 clean, yes. Clean. And yet this guy's struggling with Jungle Boy? Like, no. MJF should literally go, pew, 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 pew. Do, 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 do. Punch Jungle Boy in the face. Jungle Boy dies in one, two, three. That's it. Dope. You shouldn't have to see a 17-minute match like on oh, the heart of Jungle Boy. They did that storyline already with Chris Jericho. Why do we need to see it again? It's every whatever. I, they're good talents. I, I gotta save my ranting for Sean Spears. That bum deserves all the ranting <laughs> that tonight. Bum deserves the ranting. <laughs> he deserves it. He deserves. I can't be ranting about Jungle Boy and MJF having a long ass match, man. Like Amir said, should have been a squash. But Sean Spears, man, I, I'm so pissed at this bum, man. I need this bum out of my life, man. Like he just needs to live off Peyton Royce's paychecks for the rest of his life, dog. Because this guy's a bum. I'm just saying this right now. Such a bum, man. I know we're talking about this later, but I'm just saying now. Damn, wish Mr. Crow was here for this today. Would agree with me on this one. Sean Spears is the Vinny Magalish of pro wrestling, yo. Holy shit, yo. Holy shit. Okay. Not take that back. He's the Jake Shields of pro wrestling. Yo, take that back. Oh god, dude. Okay. Anyway, um, but there's that. Mike, your thoughts overall. Your thoughts on MJF and uh, Jungle Boy before we move on here. Dude, it was long. It was long. <laughs> it was long. It was like, dude, it was just so long. If, if you could have taken at least ten minutes off this match, I would have been okay. I would have taken off. Take off 11. eleven. I'll take off 15 minutes Fuck. I didn't need to see this match for fucking 15 minutes. No. 10? Fuck no. I just wanted this match to be quick. It had just wanted finished MJF the match to beat the with a up. roll up. With a roll up. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, that would have been better, dude. Uh, it would have been better if MJF would have been like, here's a banana to Jungle Boy. And Jungle Boy is like happy because he has food for once. And then freaking MJF just rolls them up and that's it. it. 
And that's the thing, man. Jungle Boy doesn't act like he's from the jungle. That, that's my biggest complaint. Because remember before he fought Jericho? He's like, I'm training for this match my whole life. And he's wearing like one of those running masks and he's running on a treadmill. Like, motherfucker, you're from the jungle. Go, go fucking run in the jungle, man. Word. God damn. I'm a tree. Like, run in the hills. You know what I'm saying? This chains up backwards from Luchasaurus' dumbass. Exactly. Like, meanwhile, if you guys watch Being the Elite, like these these last couple episodes, right? They're, they're, they're doing this whole thing where Luchasaurus is trying to find his fucking tail. <laughs> I stopped watching Being the Elite. So, like yeah. after um after after yeah, I, I I watch it here and there. It's not what it used to be. It's watered down, if you will. I'm sorry. I know the toxic AW fans are gonna say you're wrong, gang. It's the best shit ever. God damn it! But it's just watered down. It's not what it used to be. I feel like they just phone it in. Granted, you know it is what it is. But no, well, they have a big TV show to yeah. fucking worry about. So yeah, no, I don't exactly. blame them. I don't blame them either. Like yeah, I think I have 200. You should just fuck it. It's over, right? But anyway, there's that. There's that. God, can I wait for the Sean's Beers and Dusty Rose? We're almost there. We're almost there, y'all. Uh, from there, we get Cody versus... Uh, okay, so Metal School, Metal School, I love I love him. He said in the chat, he's not Tarzan or George of the Jungle. Metal School, he's Jungle Boy. He should jungle. act like he's from the jungle, man. Like, you can't... Like, like that's his whole gimmick. Like, his whole gimmick at first is that he couldn't speak, and Luchasaurus had to translate for him. Now, all of a sudden, he can run on treadmills and wear <laughs> wear oxygen masks and stuff. Uh, I'm... <laughs> Yes, I'm sorry. And then Jr. calling him by a shoot name after yeah. gimmick. Jungle, name is Jungle Jack, Jungle, Jungle Jack, Jack Perry. Perry, Jungle Jack Perry. Apparently, Jungle, Jungle I learned Jack today. I, I learned today that Jack, uh, his father, uh, I guess, produced Ric Flair Thirty for Thirty. Luke Perry. Yeah, that's what I learned. Apparently, the Perry. You didn't know that. May he rest in peace. I for, dude, I totally again. I've been zoned out. No, I'm just, I'm just. I knew that. I only know that because I listened to Bill Simmons, and Bill Simmons always, uh, he, Bill Simmons always talks about that. He's like, yeah, man, we had Luke Perry. He did the Ric Flair, and I'm like, okay, dude. Yeah. Anyway, it. from there we, we we move on. We move on to the what we start. What you guys saw earlier that disgusting, uh, incomplete TNT Championship. My perfect cell TNT championship. Yes, we have between Cody, uh, Cody Hurst Helmsley, Cody Jarrett, in the eyes of all the toxic, moronic AW fanboys out there. Apparently, Cody owns AEW. Apparently, he is the guy behind the success of AEW, but in reality, no, it's Tony Khan. Just saying, right? That Cody, right? Versus Lance Archer. Now, during the in the buy-in, they showed Lance Archer destroying a fucking old abandoned house with a sledgehammer, preparing himself, if you will. Um, and then you have Arn Anderson being interviewed by Tony Schiavone, hyping up the match and this and that. We have Mike Tyson, Iron Mike Tyson, presenting the championship. Now, mind you, like I said earlier, they... Revealed the belt before the match even happened. Tony Khan posted a photo on social. My bad. Bicep Tony. Let me correct myself. Bicep Tony. The fuck? Yeah, on Twitter. During apparently um during the ladder match, he posted a tweet about Janella. Right? He called himself he called himself uh Bicep Tony. I posted it in a group chat, by the way. Oh, bicep Tony. Okay. 
He's calling himself. I didn't know this. <laughs> I did not know he called himself Bicep Tony. Yeah. I, I, I quote. I quote tweeted. I, I actually quote tweeted oh. the whole thing. Um, this is what he basically wrote in quote here. Uh, if I can just find it right now, bear with me here. Uh, Bicep Tony did in fact call the bad boy Joey Janela last night to ask him to ask him for a favor. So now he's being called Big Bicep Tony. Okay, Vince. <laughs> all right, all right, Vince. All right, buddy. All right, uh, Beta Vince. But the match overall, um, I thought for what it was worth, it was just there. Listen, you know, you knew going in, Cody was winning. Yeah, no man. Like I, I, I honestly already said what I thought about the match. I just want to say this: anyone who's upset with Cody winning, like you guys gotta understand, he was going to win this belt regardless. Like, there's no like when this belt got announced, I literally said, "Oh, Cody's winning this belt. He can't go for the world title. It's called the TNT Championship. It's not called like the Transatlantic uh, Ocean Championship or like the Mid Islander Belt. Like this is literally called the TNT Championship." Literally, when you watch AEW, Cody Rhodes, he either opens the show, is in the prime second hour portion of the show, or in the main event. He's never in some bum positions, man. He's not Sean Spears. Sean Spears is a bum. But Cody Rhodes, you know, whatever you like him or hate him, you're indifferent towards him, just understand, you know, to TNT, he's an asset. To TNT, he's a star. To TNT, they want to make Cody Rhodes into a big deal. And there's nothing wrong with that. If there's an issue with it, I know everyone's going to say Cody Jarrett or, oh, Lance Archer, he should have won. Look, if Lance Archer would have won this, this belt being defended against Kip Sabian on AEW Dark. Let's just be real here. Good. Then all of a sudden, the next guy that wants to come after Cody and beat him up, they will just do it because Cody's the Cody. You know, like that's just pretty much it. At least now when the next guy who wants to beat up Cody comes out, at least he's going for the AEW TNT title. And he's not just beating up Cody just because Cody, uh, what's it called? What's it called? Uh, what's it called? Sniff, sniffed his cereal or some shit, you know? Like, at least they actually have a reason to fight. Just understand, guys. This belt was made for Cody. This belt was made. And you can be upset about it all you want. But just know at the end of the day, at the end of the day, this belt was made to help AEW's mid-card. This belt was made to make sure that more guys get more screen time. We all know with Cody, every feud he does is super duper epic and awesome for most people. Look, this is coming from a guy who's not really the biggest Cody Rhodes fan. And I'm over here and I'm defending him winning the title. So I don't want to hear anyone say, oh, you, you're just biased towards Cody. I'm not biased towards Cody. You see me fucking defending the fact that he won a title that some people are upset about. There's a reason why, you know, there's more than just wrestlers and bookers. Who make decisions in the wrestling business i hope wrestling fans realize there's also producers and networks that also make the fucking decisions exactly oh, not it's not just it's not not as easy as one two three saying hey uh, you just push this guy and it will work no because if usa network's like they're not gonna push them tnt they love cody obviously there's a good relationship there you gotta give him the belt that's yeah. just the bottom line man that's just the bottom line yeah is this kind of jeff jared-ish you, you can say that, but honestly, at least it's not the world title. At least there's no sirens playing, and he's coming out with the stupid guitars, acting like it's WCW and shit like that. Like, Cody's yeah. kind of knowing his role. He's a mid-carder. So yes. it's like, why you got to be upset about that? Like, at least he's just in the mid-card. You know, he ain't doing guys, this in the world title scene. And I'll give you as an example, too. Like Chase talked about networks. Like, remember, Impact Wrestling, when they were in Destination America, 
I don't know if you guys even remember that network in 2015. Oh, yeah, I remember. I remember. Destination America told Impact, listen, we want you guys to push Kurt Angle. We want you guys to give Kurt Angle the world title because he represents yeah. America. Hell, they were mad. Destination America was upset that Kurt Angle, I believe he lost the title in the UK. Yeah. During a taping of Impact. When again, Did he lose it to EC3? Like he lost it to EC3? No, no, no. He, I think he lost it to Lashley, I think it was. Oh, he yeah, beat Lashley, yeah, yeah, yeah. one or the other. But he, no, they, I, 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 I don't think he ever lost it to Lashley. I thought he lost it to the S Kicking Machine. Isn't that what Matthew's called? Something like that. But he, they were upset that he, they went to the UK and they taped these shows at Impact in the UK. But even though for the Impact, that was their like the WrestleMania when they went to the UK back in the day. That's what that's what upset them. Destination America, just for an example. But again, for me, again, it was another Cody match. Granted, he he fought a bigger guy here, and I agree, Cody needed to win. When you think of TNT, you think of you know the good old days of WCW and Dust. I'm sorry, NWA. You know, Mid Atlantic and all that stuff. And Dusty had a lot of influence on that. Dusty had, especially when Cody. Is trying to get back all the name that his father made, if you will. The trademarks and all that stuff. So there's that. Mike, what about you, bro? Your thoughts overall on Cody and Lance Archer and that um red belt as incomplete. Um, yeah, the belt sucks, number one. <laughs> um number two, uh I kinda knew that these two were gonna be in the final. Um, since the tournament was announced and they released the brackets, so it was a no-brainer. Um, I really didn't care who won this match because I like Cody, but I really didn't care if he lost or won, so it's whatever. But uh, the match itself, I mean, it was there. Uh, it was slow at some points. Um, I really didn't get um, the cheating from Arn Anderson and him getting kicked out. I really I don't didn't get, get I, why he I didn't get that either. That. Like again, I was I was Tyson's <laughs> a snitch. Snitches get stitches, Tyson. Get Takashi, bro. He's trying to enter Takashi right. Mike Tyson six nine, baby. Yeah, yeah, he just casual. He was like, Yeah, he said, get get him out of here. <laughs> yeah, man. And they got a Robert they got rid of Roberts too. They got rid of Jake Roberts as well. Um, there's a moment in the match where Lance Archer is calling for Jake Roberts to come back, and he comes back with a snake. You have Mike Tyson literally <laughs> getting in, getting in Jake Roberts and taking off his shirt, like he's just ready to go. And Jake Roberts has yeah. this look on his face, like, "What the fuck did he just get himself into?" Right. <laughs> and then that, that was, was a fin- I knew that was a finish after Tyson took off his shirt. I'm like, "Yeah, Cody fucking won this match." <laughs> I was like, "This is over." He hit not one but two, co- like, I think three cr- crossroads, right? Rather than three crossroads throughout this match for the one, two, yeah. three. And Cody is the inaugural TNT champion. And I'm reading the comment here, by the way, here. But again, you guys are awesome. We have Kobe talks talks about wrestling rights here. Whoever challenges Cody now, they will look better with Cody. Uh, they will they will look better with Cody. He's a big star, I guess, for the AEW world. And Cody will make them a will make them into a star. I guess fair enough. And that's yeah. I guess again, anyone that faces Cody now it gets elevated. I get that. Fine, but there's that. Cody now the first TNT champion. The belt incomplete. So there's that. 
there's that. Likely, um, we'll probably see a rematch. I think that makes sense right down the road. A rematch between Cody and Archie. Yeah, yeah, it'll happen. It'll happen. It'll probably be like a hardcore match, too, or something like that. Or like a cage match. A cage. Bring back the cage, yo. Cody got to do a fucking moonsault again and shit. <laughs> he loves he loves doing that stupid spot. He loves doing the Kurt Angle moonsault spot, doesn't yeah. he? He does, yeah. And bleeding and shit. Uh, from there, we go on to um, the skippable shit on the show. Chris Statlander versus uh, Penelope Ford. Skip! skip. Yeah, we can skip this. All you got to know is Statlander won. A lot of botches. There you go. Uh, apparently, Britt Baker was supposed to be in this match. But apparently, <coughs> she fucked up her leg. They talked about, apparently they interviewed the doctor. Yeah, that was a weird interview. The doctor really went into fucking specifics. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, her leg's fucked up. Like, they didn't can, the You know what? No, Low-key, I can appreciate that. Showing you the little details of what really went on and shit. Even though, even though Nyla landed on fucking Baker's leg and shit, which was terrible. But it is what it is. The line, though, the patient is worse than the injury. That shit had me dying. That just had me just dying. Wow. And apparently she is going to announce this Wednesday. How long will she be out? When is she going to come back? And all that stuff. So, I have a chance to do like an injury diary with her. We'll, we'll have to wait and see what they do, though. Yeah. Bay, bay. Bay, bay. Now we get to Chase's moment that we've been waiting for. We have Dustin Rhodes. Versus oh, Sean Spears. Or... I'm not talking about this match. I'm li- I'm literally just Fuck here to this. bury fucking Sean Spears. I don't be- even be- want to be- talk be- about be- the match. Before itself. you do, before you do, so Sean Spears oh, walks God. out in a suit. He thought he was going to wrestle. Stop. No one needs to know what the fuck Sean Spears fuck did on this fuck show. It. Just, just screw it. Chase, Dude, the floor is yours, bro. Oh, and I, I, don't understand, I don't understand these people. For, for years, when this idiot was in WWE... They were like, Ty Dillinger is a star. 10, 10, 10. He got released. And we thought, oh, maybe this is the chance for Ty Dillinger. Ty Dillinger goes to AEW, hangs out with his, one of his best pals, his park buddy, Cody Rhodes. And you think, oh, there's going to be something big. Then all of a sudden, this guy goes and he hits Cody with the chair. We get that big chair shot. Everyone's telling me, oh, this is it. Sean Spears is a megastar now. Did you see that chair shot? The chair shot heard around the world. I I don't think it was heard around the world. I think it was heard around wrestling Twitter, but okay. But this was a big debate. and Everyone said, no, Sean Spears is going to be a big star. Sean Spears is going to be a megastar because of this. He's going to be a contender for the AEW championship. We fast forward a year later, and this dude's getting his underwear pulled down, getting slapped by fucking gold dust in the ass with Tully Blanchard on his dick. What the fuck is this shit? This guy's such a bum, man. Get rid of this dude. Like, Cody, you're over here not wanting Heath Slater, not wanting Zack Ryder. You're like, I don't want to make this all elite friends wrestling. Or maybe you should, because get rid of these bu- get rid of Sean Spears and sign up, sign those guys, because those guys are way more productive than whatever Sean Spears is, man. This guy just absolutely sucks. He tried to rip off Randy Orton, didn't do shit about it. He tried to rip off being a chairmaster, did nothing about it. Tried to be a good heel, did nothing about it. He just stinks. But how about we just admit people that some people just suck? Like, can we just say it? Can we just say it? Some people just suck, and Sean Spears sucks. There's nothing redeemable about the guy besides the fact that he managed to get with Peyton Royce. 
That's the only redeemable thing I can think about him. It's that somehow he tricked Peyton Royce into marrying him. That's it. That's the only redeemable thing I can say. You know what, Sean Spears? Congratulations. I could never. Maybe I could, actually. But I could never, ever, 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 ever maybe land with Peyton Royce. I don't know. I don't know what you do. But seriously, when I saw his ass crack tonight, I just said, get this bum out of here. It's time to make some budget cuts. It's time for Cody to send some releases. Just release your friend. You gave him a nice six-figure paycheck to fucking do nothing relevant. Cody gone. Buried him. You made sure that he was irrelevant. Your freaking brother buried him this year and slapped his ass as it was bare naked with Tully Blanchard on his penis. It's time. <laughs> Just let him go. You gave you gave him six figures. You gave him maybe a million dollars. Peyton Royce makes good money. He can live off that paycheck. Don't keep him in AEW. He will suck as a producer. He will suck as a trainer. He's done. He's just a bum. You just got to get rid of him. You just got to send him away. And you just got to say, hey, bud, it's time to let go. Time to take old Yeller back in the shed and just let him go. Just say it's about damn time. This is like Lenny from Mice of Men. Ye can tend the rabbits. Boom. He's gone. Just, just get rid of him. Just get, just gone. You can use those six figures for actual talent that will matter. Not talent. That just sucks. I don't care. Everyone's like, oh, Sean Spears. The, the only thing redeemable is, like I said, he banged Peyton Royce, and he has a decent entrance team. Other than that, this guy's a bum. He needs to leave. Cody, you need to fire him. You need to release him. It's okay. I'm pretty sure you'll hook him up with a nice severance package. Because he is your buddy and all. Dust, one of Dusty's favorites. Like, honestly, Dusty, I love you. Rest in peace, American Dream. I don't know what you saw in this man. You must have been hit with some freaking poison mist in your eyes when you saw a talent in this bum. Ty Dillinger, Sean Spears, whatever the fuck his name is. He sucks. He stinks. Gonzo Beans, Basura. Just get him out of here. He is the pay less shoes of the wrestling industry. Goodbye, Ty Dillinger. Goodbye, Sean Spears. I don't want to see you anymore. You suck. That was beautiful. I just got a tear in my holy shit, Chase. Oh, um, dude. Let's well, well, let's talk about good wrestling. Nyla Rose versus uh, she Ishida. Let's yeah, talk about okay. that. Yeah, I think we, we like, might agree. I don't want to be reminded of we, this. We might can agree. And, and one more thing, I want I just want to add to that, Chase, before we go into Carlos Sheeta and Nyla Rose. I just again, you talked about again if we get we admit that. That he sucks, but I also want the fan, the, the toxic AEW fans, to admit that they were wrong. More important, I want them to admit that they were wrong. They ain't gonna admit they're wrong. Are you kidding me? They're them admitting want, that they're wrong. I want them for the first. Listen, we have want, a better chance listen, at Elon Musk revealing that he's an alien. We have a very better chance that Elon Musk says I'm an alien before AEW fans admit that they're wrong on something. No, man. They rise, always have their alternatives. Put, the, put their hands in their heart like 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 men in, like, like like human beings of society. You know what? They were wrong. That's okay. We've been wrong before. That's okay. Yeah, we too. have. I've been, I've been wrong on a lot of shit. And that's okay. But I'm not wrong about that Sean yeah. Spears is a yeah, bomb. I'm agree. 100% not wrong. I agree. Like I said, you know, he's the um the Vinnie Megalesh of pro wrestling, if you will, or but or the Jake Shields of pro wrestling, basically. Uh, moving on here, let's just get on. A double nothing will become AEW WrestleMania by a Chief. Uh, I don't know, like I think that's all out to me. All yeah, out. I think all out. I got all out. That's like to like double or nothing's like the SummerSlam in my personal opinion. Like yeah. that's like their SummerSlam. That's like the 
you know, it's in the summertime type of deal. It, it like has the, like a cool feel to it's it. It's like the Royal Rumble almost, if you will. It's sort of yeah, I guess, I guess, but I, I always feel like Double or Nothing's kind of like their. I say it's their second biggest show. I think All Out slash All In, whatever the number you want to call it, whatever you want to call them. I feel like that's their WrestleMania because that's where everything kind of started. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. From there, we go to Hikaru Shida and Nyla Rose for the AEW Women's Championship and a no disqualification, no count out match. I thought overall it was a very good match. I was, I was amazed on the offense that Hikaru Shida got in this match. I was amazed on what they were doing here, if you will. But when it was all said and done, it was shocked the hell out of me. I'm pretty sure also all of us too, is the fact that Nyla Rose lost. Uh, yeah, I didn't think Shida was going to win this match. I literally thought she was, you know, because Nyla Rose, she, whether you like her or not, whatever, you know, but I don't want to say because it causes controversy no matter what, but you get the idea, you know. Yeah, whatever you say. The thing is, the thing is, she's still a good talent. It's not like Nyla Rose is trash. You know, like a lot of people like to think she's trash. She's, she's you know, she's green. Like there's a difference between like, Nia Jax, who's like been in the business for a long time, and it's like, come on, girl, like you can't be always like fucking up like this. And Nyla Rose, where it's like, you know, different things have happened in her career. Like she took a different route than Nia Jax to say. But with her, you know, she she has improved. You know, she's still green, but she's still learning, and that's the thing. And I feel like, like I said in this double and my predictions, I said they gave her this match because she can go out there and just hit her with like a bunch of crazy shit. And it works for hardcore matches because, like, Steven, you and I can do a hardcore match and people would think it's awesome because we're just beating the fuck out of each other. Like, that's just the bottom line when it comes down to it. And, you know, when you get a good talent like Sheeta, who's been doing this for a long time, and you get Nyla Rose, who fits better with that kind of style, you know, it's going to it's gonna work wonders. And that's what this match did. Um, it did great. I, I love this match. Personally, my match of the night overall, just because of the enjoyment and the story that was being told, I enjoyed it a lot, man. And I like that she became champion in a nice, shocking way. Absolutely. 100%, 100% agree. Big Mike, your take on the match, dude. Uh, the match was uh, surprisingly good because after the first one, this match, I almost wanted to give up, but I'm glad I paid attention. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I did. I wanted to give up on it. We, we gave up on it, Steven. We said skip in this review. <laughs> Well, yeah, we, yeah, we did. But uh, it, it 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 was pretty it was pretty good. Um, Nyla Rose is uh, getting uh, better by the matches, and um, Karushita she has been number one contender for like two months. <laughs> yeah, and she's finally getting her chance, and she got it. So it's it's good to see her win uh, as champion, especially in this tragedy that we had this weekend. So yeah, it, indeed, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's good to see. Um, my take is now probably Sheeta versus Statlander down the road, likely, yeah. or if not, I don't. I mean, granted, I know AEW said they're not gonna do rematch clauses and shit like that. I mean, we'll see how accurate that really is. And do all Nyla Rose has to do is win like one match, and then she's number one again, so exactly. it doesn't matter, right? Exactly. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah. We'll see how we'll see how that goes through. We move on to. The AEW World Championship match. John Moxley defending the AEW World Championship, Big Platinum, 
versus Mr. Brody Lee. And I'm going to be real about it, okay? I'm, I'm going to say it right now. And I know we're doing a review and all, but I had a long day. And throughout this match, I just crashed. I literally I was sitting here in the chair <laughs> watching the show, and the next thing you know, I was just. That just shows where Brody Lee, a.k.a. Exactly. Luke Harper, is at, man. Yes. He sucks. That's what, and again, I, I was never bought it. I never was. Uh, I was never sold on it. Let's put it up. I was never sold on the idea that this guy, Brody Lee, and again, no one's denying the guy as a talent. I'm sure he's a good talent. Don't get me the fuck wrong. Right? But the idea that you're going to tell me that Brody Lee is this main event guy, that Brody Lee is this world champion material. No. No, he's not. Or especially. Have fun feuding with Cody. Have fun with that AEW TNT title. Have fun still trying to be fucking Walmart Vince McMahon. Uh, even Walmart, man. He Walgreens. I wish they Walmart. All right, all right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, Don't okay. disrespect Walmart like that. Oh, okay. Walmart's successful. Okay, okay. Walgreens. Bode- okay, Bodega Vince. Oh, if, Bodega. Dude, don't even disrespect Bodega, man. Okay, okay. He's like no. a Teespring, if anything. He's a dollar store Vince, okay? Okay, there we go. Dollar that's, store at least, that's at least better. He's the Wish Vince, if you will. Wish. <laughs> okay, Wish Vince. I like that. Wish, he's a Wish Vince McMahon. <laughs> yeah, I okay. just, you order something from Wish, and it's like, hey, Dad, I got these. Hey, son, I got your Yeezys on Wish for 30 bucks. The fuck are these, man? And they arrive like, and they arrive like three months later. What the fuck is this? And then they're all freaking squished, and they have some off white branding on there with the zip cord and shit. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah, exactly. Um, and there was that, and again, I just fell asleep. And next thing you know, and again, I wake up and you you miss nothing. Steve, I miss nothing. I miss, I'm gonna be honest, like, but I don't want to lie here, so I'm gonna let Chase and Mike review the match. So honestly, oh, this boy. was this was just a Suzuki uh, New Japan match. If you watch any Suzuki New Japan match, you know how it goes. Hot starts, uh, brawls outside. Using a lot of outside weapons. Uh, you don't know if it's a no DQ or anything. You you just kind of watch right. the match because they're brawling with each other. And, and you trick yourself to think it's no, no offense to Suzuki. Older Suzuki older Suzuki is not as good as younger Suzuki, okay? I respect Minoru Suzuki a lot. I'm just saying it's like a current modern-day um, Suzuki gun match. Like, just know that it's always going to be hot starts, brawls on the outside, use of outside weapons. Nothing special. Uh, had a cool spot, but like for me, if AEW is going to be all like we're a traditional sport and uh, we want to make it like a sport, you can't have these uh, goopy matches where I don't know what to DQ or not, man. Because that's like me watching an NBA game and I see LeBron James just going out of bounds and in the stands and doing whatever the fuck he wants or traveling. Like he he still travels, but we get the you get the idea. Like I want to know what's going on, and it's like hard when it's like. There's no set rules or anything like that. So, you know, just saying, I get it. I know Moxley's strength is these hardcore matches. Just make it a hardcore match. You don't need to fucking make it a normal match, you know. That's all I asked for. But, yeah, it was it was kind of there. Mike? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, I thought it was going to be, like, this really good match because it started off fast and then it disguised itself into Dean Ambrose and Luke Harper. 
<laughs> Chicago street fight, extreme yeah. rules. <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, oh, here we go again. All right, let's just watch it and get it over with. Yeah, dude, like they really needed the the hardcore spots. Like, and it was like, we didn't need that. Yeah. Like, we didn't need any of that hardcore shit. Like, it, it just felt lazy in my personal opinion. I know some people are going to disagree, but like, honestly, you know, this just felt lazy. You know, you're trying to present yourself as a legit sport. You're trying to present the AEW title as like the legit world title. There needs to be legit rules. Like we can't just have it where it's like, like in UFC, like Habib Nurmagomedov gets a fucking wrench and starts whipping Conor McGregor's ass with it. You know, it's like, you can't just right. do that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like there's legit right. rules in this. And especially if this is going to be the world title, like, could they done a spot where they gone through the, the ramp or the ring? Yeah, that's fine. They could have done something like that. But I need like the eight table spots and all this other shit. No, I honestly did not need that. Right, right. Totally agree. But yeah, Ambrose. Uh, I mean, Ambrose. Uh, Moxley. <laughs> you can't help yourself. We just can't help it. Old habits die hard. Uh, Moxley retained the AEW championship. Uh, he he introduced the sleeper hold. Uh, if you guys don't know, Moxley was in a movie called Cage Fighter: Worlds Collide. I don't know where you can watch this movie, uh, but it's apparently like he's a wrestler versus an. What was it? Is it still on there? Because I tried to watch it, and I couldn't find it. I don't know. Um, yeah, mm. so type it in. It got decent reviews from what I've heard and stuff like that. But yeah, it's a pro wrestler fighting an MMA fighter in an MMA match, and now now that he has that in his repertoire, he's like Cena. He it's come full circle. He has to add a submission to his repertoire, and so he added a rear rear naked choke. To make Luke Harper look strong or Brody Lee or uh, Wish Vince. Made Wish Vince look really strong because uh, he didn't tap out. He passed out like a man. So yeah. He's a man. He's 40. So My thing is, though, at the same time, and I said this in my predictions, and I, again, um, I predicted that it was probably end like in a no contest because why would you have either one lose? Like, think about it, right? You know, Brody Lee. Uh, that's a good prediction. I, I was going down there one day because uh, you missed it. So what what uh, happened was, Stephen uh, Moxley hit uh, Harper with the paradigm shift, and they went through the stage. I saw that part. That part I did see. Because um, again, I woke up and then just went right back, and it's like in between. I did see Mox had the, yeah. like this terrible jacket. Hey, don't don't disrespect the DMP jacket, man. The DMP six jacket. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the jacket was pretty good. I like. The I, I, I wanted that. If they, AAW send send it that way, man. Is it on the shop AEW? I'll buy it right now. For real, I've got to check. I'll check. Shopaew.com. Brody wrestles boring, in my opinion, by Chief. Um, he does. He does. What, wish yeah, wish Vince does, bro. Wish Vince wrestles yes. boring. <laughs> I'm I'm like a couple matches away and a feud away of saying that Vince is right. No, I, I'm already there. Yeah, I'm already there. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm already there. I'm there. Well, like literally, once he once he started cutting the steak and he's the like, why are you sneezing? I was like, yep, I can't. Like, literally, I was like, where's this country? I I was like, he and you know what? Sometimes these shoot interviews they go against you guys because literally when he said in the shoot interview. Yeah, Vince just didn't understand why I didn't have a country accent. Now, now it's like I want this guy with the country accent. I see what Vince was talking about because it's like I, I see him talking. I'm like, where's this country accent? <laughs> it's, it's just, it just seems awkward. So, you know, sometimes, man, for every make Roman look very strong to go against someone else, 
kind of hurt yourself a little bit, bro. So, yeah. yeah. And the thing people wanted this guy at WrestleMania a couple years ago, right? And that trip with Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt. <laughs> it almost happened. Or- it almost or- happened. Or- Orton was probably like, hey, Ben, uh, Luke Harper fucking sucks. And then Vince is like, oh, really? He's not that good? Uh, uh, he's even talking a country accent. What? I thought he did, damn it. Yeah, bro. Uh-uh. <laughs> so there's that. Um, and then we get to the main event. Stadium Stampede. Stadium yeah. Stampede. Apparently for people, this is must watch. Now, granted, I woke up in the middle of this. Oh, it is must-watch. It is must-watch. Yeah, it is, it is a must-watch. And again, yeah. it's very cinematic, but again, I commend them. And again, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you gotta take your hat off these guys. They went out there, they entertained the fuck out of you. This was done yesterday, apparently. It was taped yesterday, if you will. Friday, if you will. Uh, I just saw this thing where Sammy Guevara being chased down by Hangman Page was riding a fucking horse. That shit was funny, dude. There was so much good stuff. Like, honestly, Steven... I don't want to like break down too much because I don't want to spoil spoil a lot of stuff for you. We're but we're already here. We're already here. So fuck. I'm okay. watching. I'll like, watch it. I'll watch it anyway. It, so fuck it. It, it, it's fucking hilarious, dude. You you have like the horse chasing it. Adam Hangman Page is missing the whole match because he's drinking. Uh, there's a bar fight between uh, Kenny Omega, Hangman Page, and uh, uh, Hager. And then Matt Hardy goes into the Jacksonville Jaguars pool and he gets reincarnated into like a couple different forms of his former self. Uh, he took out the Pride and Powerful, the Santana Ortiz LAX, and, by himself. Or what else? Oh, Sammy Guevara. He thought he won the match because he was the last man standing. But then Matt Hardy and like Kenny Omega come behind him with the chair, uh, with the golf cart, and he starts running like a madman. Uh, Jericho was hilarious in this match. He, he he threw a challenge flag at Aubrey Edwards because he thought he won the match, and that was a funny spot. Like, honestly, this match was just fun. Like. I didn't like when there was the rain in the beginning because I was like, oh, no, don't keep it in the rain. I mean, if you guys are going to be in the fucking stadium, take advantage of this shit. And then once they started going around the stadium, I love this match, man. Like, like honestly, it, it was just like the money in the bank. Like, I didn't want it to end, man. I was having fun watching it. It didn't feel like fucking forever. Like, even though it was a long match, like, it was like 45 minutes. I didn't realize that when I was watching it. Like, it felt like it was 20 minutes at most, like. It didn't feel long at all. It felt it felt fine to me, man. So I I loved and initially enjoyed. Um, like no, I I do enjoy this match. I mean, from my first instance watching, I love this match, man. It was great, great stuff. So honestly, even if you're not an AEW fan, you'll appreciate this match. Fair enough. Fair enough. Big Mike, what about you, brother? Yeah, it was a lot to process. Like literally. The um, Firefly Funhouse match, the uh, Money in the Bank match, the uh, Boneyard match, and this match, I didn't like mark out or just, I just looked at the television screen. I was just like, I'm drawn in. I want to consume everything. But at the same time, this is excellent stuff. Like everything was like executed really good. It was a lot of comedy, it was, um, it was intense. It was a little bit of copyright uh, infringement in this with Matt Hardy. I want to know, like the the Matt facts when he was in the uh, oh yeah the attitude the, like, Yeah, I was like, is that copyright infringement? Like, can they do this? <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was just, <clears throat> and I liked um, uh, uh, Hangman Page's part of the the fight when 
Hager just sat down. He was like, all right, are we drinking or are we fighting? He gave him a shot of Jack. And he was like, well, we're fighting. And then he just punched him and they just brawled out. <laughs> that was really good. Yeah, man. Yeah, the, the bar fight was my favorite part of the whole match, in my personal opinion. Like that shit was fun. Yeah, it was. It was. And um, Hangman pouring uh, uh, Kenny Omega milk instead of alcohol because he doesn't drink. <laughs> that was really good. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. I did see though the uh, this one thing. I think is Nick J- Matt Jackson does a moonsault from the goalpost. Yeah, was, yeah, I saw that. Um, then I saw the ending where Sammy gets pinned after a one wing angel from like this height. Like, what the fuck? Crazy. <laughs> like he's always getting oh, yeah, he's always getting pinned. But you know what though? He's a sport though. Sammy, Sam, Sammy Guevara, dude. Like he's a like sport. Uh, he he's a sport, he's a dude. he's a talented dude, man. He's like sport, like dude. I don't know if he'll like be an AEW star, but. Like if they're not careful, WWE is gonna steal that fool. Like they're gonna steal him and make him into a star, man. Because he's like he's he's still young and he still has time to fill out in that body of his, man. Like that body, like right now, like you know he's he's tiny, but he has time to fill out. Like he's honestly out of all the new dudes that I've seen, I know everyone loves MJF and you know they they praise MJF a lot. I've been loving Sammy Guevara. This guy is just. I don't know. Something about Guevara to me, dude, this guy's like a future. Like, I just see him being a big time star. Like, just something about, like, especially once he fills out in his body. Cause, like, he's only, he's only 22. It's not like he's like, 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 he's like around there, like 22, 21 or something like that. Like, he's very young, right? I think he's like, like 23. Yeah. 23. Yeah. Like, he still has time to, like, fill out and get really big and stuff like that where it like even or even if he does stay this size like he'll be fine but we've seen the transitions like look at seth rollins he used to be some skinny little dude and now he's by the way he's actually 26 26. okay well yeah he still has time to fill out man it doesn't matter so like i said like he still has time because look at seth rollins he was like 27 he was like fucking scrawny as hell and now he's like in his 30s and you see him and he's yoked and stuff but yeah no this, this Guevara guy man fucking love them dude he's just hilarious dude and he's just he's honestly just a really good fucking talent man like i like i honestly just want this dude to succeed at first i was just like like he had that one initial like he had that one promo for the the double yeah yeah, and i I was like okay he's solid then he had the opening match with cody and i was like okay there's there's the ring talent there but then once he got in the inner circle and the more and more i watched him the more and more he warmed up to me, and the more I was like, dude, this guy's just fucking money, dude. I I just love him, man. Like, he's so good. So, yeah, I love Sammy Guevara, man. He's probably my favorite uh, young AEW star that they that they found and stuff. And hopefully, man, they keep him happy, and hopefully he stays with them for a long time, man, because he, he could be a key to, to success, man. Like, because the one thing is... Never doubt that Hispanic market, man. That Hispanic market's always a huge market exactly. in professional wrestling. And you can't doubt that power, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. That kid's money down the road, I believe. Um, and again, with him, like you said, he better be careful because who knows? Maybe a WWE does snatch him. Oh, yeah. dude, trust me, man. Like, oh, dude, WWE, especially, like, when you look at the track record of Hispanics, and I know everyone's going to be like, what are you talking about? No, dude, the Hispanic track record in WWE. We can shit on, you know, the African-American track record, the Asian track record, 
and also no, not really the white track record, but you know, you get the idea. But if you're Samoan or you're Hispanic, oh, and the UK track record because the UK doesn't get really treated well in the WWE. You know, sure, Becky and Drew have been doing well, but Drew's Scottish and Becky's Irish. You know, more of the England track record. But yeah. man, when you look at uh, when you look at what's it called? Uh, uh sorry, sorry, drew blank there. When you look at the Samoan and the Hispanic track record, oh, it's flawless, dude. Like if you're Samoan. Don't waste your time in any other company. Just go to WWE, convince the Usos you're related to them. Jacob. You're good. You're set. You're golden. Hello, Jacob Fatu. Yeah, down exactly. The, down the road, that guy, WWE bound. Or hell, oh, yeah, WWE bound. Who knows? Who knows, really? Who knows? No, but, but that's the thing with Sammy Guevara. When you look at the Hispanic, the Hispanic, uh, like, just to, like the overall like success of them, you know, Eddie Guerrero, WWE champion, Rey Mysterio, uh, very monetary successful WWE and World Heavyweight Champion, uh, Del Stinko, World Heavyweight and WWE Champion. He was pushed to the moon. Andrade, it's only a matter of time before, you know, and plus Andrade's fucking Charlotte, so that doesn't that helps as well. You know, WWE champion, maybe universal champion by the end of the year. Angel maybe Garza down method. the road. Angel. Oh, Garza, yeah, exactly. Garza is also another one, and and even, even, even Humberto, even Humberto, yeah, even down the road, yeah, who he's knows? He's still getting pushed. He's still getting pushed. He's boring as bricks, but he's still getting pushed. And that's the thing with Sammy Guevara. You when you see that, especially if you're if you're mostly Hispanic, it's it's an automatic push in WWE for you, man. Like look at the stuff. Like not on not in NXT. Now, obviously, some sometimes some Hispanic people don't turn around, but dude, you look at Guevara and you look at his look. And it's just like, holy shit, this guy has like a, like he, he I'm not saying he's b- going to be as big as Canelo, but he has like a Canelo look to him, man. Like he has that, Canelo, he has that really uh, Canelo, good look to him. Canelo Alvarez skin tone, like the skin yeah. tone. Yeah. Yeah. He has like the Canelo Alvarez effect to him where it's like, like he can pass off as also being white too, you know, and stuff. And yeah, man, he, he just has a good look, man. So that that's the thing with AEW, like. I'm sure they will treat him right, but down the road, man, he, he, he must know, man, if he bulks up a little bit, WWE, they're going to call his name, and it I would, wouldn't be surprised would if they, when mean, they call his name, he's on the main roster, and he's like... And we mean bulk up, look at Will Ospreay. Oh, dude, Will Ospreay, dog. Ospreay's, like, now, like, holy heavyweight level. Jack. He's... That dude, holy shit, dude! What the fuck, yeah? Yeah, he definitely, he definitely elevated. He took his theme song for real. He really, really did. Good, good on him, yo. Good on him. Well, again, yeah, I, man. Yeah, he gonna, he gonna take the belt. Is Naito still champion? Apparently, yeah. They, they, again, they stopped operation. Apparently, yeah. I know. I, I didn't know what happened. Like, uh, I was like, apparently. Like, this, this, they're gonna re- they're gonna go back to again. They're gonna do their, just like here in America almost, but over there in Japan, just no crowd. Yeah, dude. Like, ugh, man, we should be getting excited for the G one, man. Like right now, but nope. That said, uh, Naito is still Naito is having a fake reign. This, this is what you guys wanted as champion, dude. You guys blame Goldberg for everything bad happening. I'm blaming uh, Naito because he allowed Kenta to become a main eventer. You're not blaming um fucking <laughs> you're not blaming Kerber? He's not a champion, dude. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He's not <laughs> a champion, dog. Like like Jomo and the Miz, they're being not they're playing along with his act and they're going to try to take away his greatest Royal Rumble belt. But you know, my sources tell me and I have reliable sources named Mike He's from catering, dude. Not related to you, Big Mike. But he's from catering. He talks to Bo Dallas a lot. 
And they say if Jomo gets the pin, he might become universal champion. Like, Bray Wyatt might just give him the belt and stuff like that. But, yeah, no, Care Bear is not champion, dude. Like, we don't – I don't know what you're talking about, man. He He's just carrying around his, his painted greatest <laughs> Royal Rumble belt. You know, said, you know his. Th- this was a make a wish for him, man. Like they felt bad. They felt bad for all the times that they <laughs> fucked him over. So they just gave him this fake belt. They just told him, yeah, you can paint your fucking greatest world rumble belt, dog. But yeah, man. Um, yeah, Jomo for champ, baby. He's gonna he's gonna pin Care Bear, take that belt, and then the real belt will magically appear, man. Uh, no Marty fake newsmen's here, man. I also want to point out this photo that Mike Chet sent out in the group chat. It's a photo of Cody and John Moxley. Now, remember last year, double or nothing. Moxley came out through the crowd and he took out Jericho and Omega and he posted a photo of them two flipping the bird. Well, here's a photo. Again, they're reminiscing about both of the champions. Cody's the TND champion. Moxley's now the holder of Big Platinum. And they're both That's pretty cool. holding the bird, flipping the bird. That's and pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And, good on. and again, I'm, I'm cool with it. Totally cool with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. They're, so, they're, they're proving they don't need WWE until um, and four years from now. Exactly. So that's basically going to be it. Overall, <laughs> double or nothing. Like, like you said, a, 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 a okay to solid show. Nothing mm-hmm. to go crazy about. Go yes, back. And, according to Chase and Mike and everyone on social, on social media, go out of your way and rewatch the stadium stampede. What yes. they're probably going to do. Um, but yeah, and again, you know, I purchased the pay per view, even though sometimes I get labeled as AEW hater. I, yeah, I gave AEW two buy rights, not man. You know what I'm saying? Rights. But yet, I purchased the pay per view. I purchased tickets to go to AEW and originally in March for Blood and Guts, but then it got moved to July, right? And likely gonna be moved again. But I bought tickets to that show. But yeah, did you get a refund or did you get tickets for the next show? Or did you do the thing where you're going to honor your ticket I'm for the honor next ticket. time? I did tell them my ticket. Yeah, I, I, honestly, here, here's what I'm saying. Unless you're traveling from out of state, just honor your ticket, man, because that's such a, like, I want to miss, like, honestly, dude, I want to miss any show if, like, I can get my ticket honored, you know? And again, I want to go to AEW because I want to see this shit live. Not, again, granted, the wrestling, don't get me the fuck wrong, but I want to experience. In some the, the toxic moronic fan base live, if you will, I got. I don't s- know why they like me live. They just don't like me on the internet because they see if AEW fans just heard how I talk, they wouldn't be upset. No, no. They would just be like, some "All right." Them, just- some of them like me too. Some of them like me. There's people that I talk to that like AEW that fuck with it. They get it. You know what I mean? They get well, it. They listen to talk. They don't. They don't just read your tweets and think you're a hater. Yeah, they get it though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But at the same time, like, bro, but you go, but, but you go to these indie shows, and they, again, these delusional here. people that think that Cody owns the company, that it's the Young Bucks, Cody, and and, and, and Omega that own the company. Sean Spears. No, bro, it's Tony Khan. Tony Khan and owns Sean the company, Spears. and Sean Spears is star, yo. <laughs> Sean Spears is the best thing happening to wrestling. Oh, God. yep, yep, yep. yep. This was fun, guys. This was fun. I want to thank you guys for tuning in here. All of you guys that are in the chat. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Heel Steven. Uh, you know, hopefully for the next time we do a review, what I really want to do is bring back the old uh, the phone line, if you will, for, for the next one, hopefully. Hopefully we get that working. I got to find a way and all that stuff. And again, it's tough now when you're a Mac user and all that shit. It really, really is tough. 
But anyway, thank you all for tuning in. See you, bitches. You can follow me on Twitter at HeelSteven. If you're on the channel right now, hit that subscribe button. And hit the like button as well. Why the fuck would you not? Uh, Big Mike, Chase, let them know where they can check you guys out. Big Mike, we'll start with you. Oh, okay. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, Big Mike's WRS on Twitter. And you can subscribe to me on YouTube at Big Mike's Wrestling Recap Show. Chase? You can follow me on Twitter at ChaseOliver68. Brandy. 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 You can follow me on YouTube. Chase Oliver. Brandy. Brandy. You've been listening to Around the Point Podcast. Brandy. 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 And that's Around the Point, baby. Brandy. 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 We'll see you guys next time. Take care, everyone.